I want to talk to you about making sure that you don't have surprises in your life. There's nothing worse than a big financial surprise. And that's why I want to tell you about American Home Shield. American Home Shield is the place that uh, will help you repair or replace parts or entire systems and appliances that you need. So your air conditioning or your heater goes out. What are you going to do? You're hit with a huge bill unless you have American Home Shield. Your dishwasher goes out. Your refrigerator goes out. Appliances of all kinds. Um, you need American Home Shield. They, the truth is it's going to happen and they can help you. Keep your home up and running and your budget on track with American Home Shield. Right now, you can take $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. Go to ahs.com slash Beck. Save $50 right now. That's ahs.com slash Beck. $50 off any plan. Service fees, limitations, and exclusions do apply. See plan for details. American Home Shield. They've been around forever, helping people like me and people like you for years. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Today, we're going to start with your finances. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what is coming today economically and what you need to do to prepare. Yesterday, I hinted about telling you about a big meeting that happened in December with all the same run-of-the-mill, you know, great reset kind of characters. It's important for you to know what they think is coming. We'll give you that coming up in just a second. Also... How do you know you're on the wrong side? It's easy. This time it's different. In 60 seconds. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Let me tell you about the uh, Tuttle Twins. I have a challenge for you, a big challenge in this year. Things are, I don't know if you've noticed this, a little nuts in America right now. And uh, if you've noticed that, we stand to lose... Not only our country, our freedom, but the ability for our children to chart their own course. So here's the challenge. I want you to put more focus than you ever have in, in teaching your children, your kids and your grandkids, the American values that we all share. They are the next generation and they're going to be running the place soon. 
One of the best ways I know to do it is with the Tuttle Twins books. They're fun, they're entertaining, but they also teach about freedom, economics, American history, and so much more. Tuttle Twins, having a great sale, 35% off their books, plus they're giving away their activity books at no additional cost. Huge discount off the normal price, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. Order these books. Make sure your kids and grandkids are prepared. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Well, looks like a growth, uh, the growth slowdown, Morgan Stanley says now, is going to spark a 10% stock plunge. Mm, that, would be, that would be fine, wouldn't it? They're saying that um, investors need to understand the collision between tightening the Federal Reserve and slowing growth. They say that with what's happening already uh, in the stock market, we could be headed for more trouble because the growth is not there. Now, it's weird that people are talking about growth because I don't know about used to, but I've not heard anybody talking about growth, you know, actual economic growth for two years. And that didn't seem to affect the stock market. Mm, no. Yeah. Seems like we were just pumping money into <clears throat> it to make it go up and stay up. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, right. that doesn't work, though. That's <laughs> the think? problem with it. Yeah, it would be great if we just printed money forever and everything went up and everything got better. Mm-hmm. There are usually consequences to those huh. actions. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joe Biden has uh, put together a, a group of experts, which I love. I don't know about you, but I haven't had enough of experts telling me what's coming and telling me what to do and how they're going to fix things. I love experts. So he's got another group of experts together. And yesterday in a press conference, he would only talk about this panel of experts that were going to help with the economy. So somebody asked him about Ukraine. He said, I'm not taking any questions. But then Peter Ducey asked a question. Here is um, uh, here is uh, Peter Ducey and Joe Biden's response. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Hmm. What a stupid son of a bitch. Now, quite honestly, I'm I'm past all of this stuff. Oh, my gosh, my sensitive ears. Did the president say stupid son of a bitch? Oh, my gosh. I'm a little past that at this point. I'm not. I mean, really? Really? The president can't say stupid son of a bitch. Shut up. But let's just be accurate. Peter Ducey could be a lot of things. But he's not a stupid son of a bitch. I mean, he's goofy. He's probably the nerdiest guy around. But when he walks out of a room, you're, you're they're like, I mean, I thought you couldn't be goofier than his dad, but he's goofier than his dad. But he's not stupid and he's not a son of a bitch. So inaccurate in the first place. Here's the only thing that really drives me out of my ever loving mind. And that is the duplicity, because somehow or another, this time it's different. If Donald Trump would have called any member of the press a stupid son of a bitch, on mic, knowing he was on mic, said it. Uh, they would have gone out of their mind. This is an assault on democracy. This is assault on on these these venerated journalists that are risking their life 
The president has just put this reporter's life in danger because he has pointed him out as a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. Well, don't worry about it, because this time it's different. First of all, first thing you need to know about the president of the United States is he is officially the get off my lawn old man. Okay, at some point, he's going to throw open the sash of one of the windows in the second story of the White House and go, yeah, dad, kids, stop shouting, get off my lawn. That's who he is. Okay. He's a really angry, bitter guy. He's not the guy that everybody said he was. He's not. He doesn't like to be questioned. You know, it's so funny because there were other people who don't like to be questioned. Um, Fidel, uh, Joseph uh, something or rather. Uh, anyway, lots of people didn't like to be questioned. He didn't like it. He doesn't like it either. So let's just go back into our Time tunnel, 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 tunnel. And remember all of the times that the president didn't like certain questions. Ask the right questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you say? Go back and read what I said. You're getting nervous, man. That is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. I want to talk about happy things, man. What the hell? What do you do all the time? So when did I say I was confident? I said. I said. What I said was. Let's get it straight. I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do. I suspect. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? Who said that? I know you'd ask it. I have no response. Another smear campaign. Credit your rally. Another question you always ask. You don't understand that. You're in your own business. Can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive? No, you can't. I'm not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. Vice President, is that okay? Don't screw around with me. Let's get it straight. You didn't use a rape reference? No, let me listen to me. I'm listening. Why didn't the other guy with all these shot-shot questions? Don't poke that in my face, okay, buddy? He loves it. Wow. He loves the press. He's good with the press. He's a kind old doddering grandfather who probably should have a little bit more of his medication. Now, again, my problem is not with this doddering old man who absolutely has no clue as to what's going on and is angry most of the time because I don't think he understands what's happening in the world anymore. He's been t- being told all the time, we got to do this. This is the solution. This is the solution. So he believes his, his own bullcrap as the solution. He said yesterday, not a thing is going to be changed. He's not changing course at all because he's right. I just would like to remind you again of, I don't remember, was it his last year before the re-election or his, at the end of his first year? I can't remember, but uh, I remember a press conference with uh, George W. Bush where the press was like, you haven't done one thing that you disagree with? There's not one thing that you've done that you don't like and wouldn't want to do over again. Oh, yeah, that was the year uh, they had that big campaign for him to admit a mistake. Yeah, he can't even yeah. admit a mistake. Mm-hmm. He says he'd do everything all over the same way. <laughs> you remember that? Mm-hmm. Now they don't care. Now they don't care. This, I'm, I'm, this is just instructional for the media. This isn't you. You know this. 
This is why people don't like you. This is why people don't trust you. Here's Chuck Todd when Chuck Todd and his delicate little ears heard Donald Trump use SOB. Here's what he said. The SOB thing might be going a little too far. You know, he's uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I uh, bring my kids up to respect the office of the presidency and the president. Uh Um, uh 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 I don't allow them to say anything negative ever ever uh, about the president. Mm. It him doing that. uh, It creates a challenge to all parents when he uses vulgarities like that, when plenty of us are trying to do the I was raised. I sort of have the military rule in my house. You don't speak ill of a sitting president. Oh, that is great. It's in his house. It's not in his studio, but it definitely is in his house. Uh, Have we seen his updated comments on this? Has has he said anything yet? No, he hasn't hasn't come out and said anything. It'll be interesting to see if he does. I know Brian Stelter did. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. Do you like that? Do we have the Brian Stelter this time it's different? We have. Well, it was a tweet is what I saw. Okay, Um, go ahead. Now, he said back in 2018, calling a journalist a son of a bitch. It was wrong when Trump was just a candidate, and it's even worse now that he's POTUS. And it's a clip from his own newsletter um, where I guess he uh, he said that, that and he it, it highlighted potential th- uh, th- journalists to threats and intimidation, um, mm, see, which see. is the way he saw that back in 2018. This mm-hmm. time he says, this is from 2018. It's still true. Biden was wrong to call Ducey an SOB. The press is right to hold presidents to high standards. Biden doesn't berate the media like Trump. So the context for today is it's different, different. but it's still out of line. Yeah. OK, so it just because you, Brian, are not targeted, we are. You every day are calling people like me science deniers, dangerous conspiracy theorists, the reason why everybody has covid, all of these things. You're putting my life in danger. And then the president saying something like that about a reporter on the right puts all of us in danger. But you see, you don't care about that. I care about it when you're in danger or I'm in danger because we're all in danger. We're all in danger. But you don't care a seemingly about the liquefaction of half of society. They're not worth anything to you. That's a problem. So here's how you know when you're on the wrong side of really pretty much any topic. When somebody in the room says, yeah, but it's different this time. For instance, this is what was said to me, you know, about Osama bin Laden in 1999. It's not going to happen. It's really all of this. We're conservatives. It's all about you just covering for Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's only trying to get off the front page. That's why he bombed the baby aspirin uh, 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 company. It has nothing to do with the danger of this guy called Osama bin Laden. And when I said, no, you should read his words within 10 years, blood, body and buildings will be in the streets of New York City and it'll have this guy's name on it. They said, No, it's different this time. Ignore. Same thing with the crash of 2008. Um, Aren't we doing exactly the same thing we said we shouldn't do? Aren't we just aren't aren't we headed for a cataclysmic problem because of all of this trading of stuff that's worthless? No, it's different this time. The caliphate. Here comes the caliphate. No, it's different this time. 
it's never it's not different and it's not different this time with the economy and printing money oh we're gonna print money well doesn't that cause inflation no it's different this time it's never different okay there are certain universal rules if you don't like the fact that donald trump tweets mean things okay I get it. I don't like that either. But it's not different than when Joe Biden, who, uh, by the way, I think Donald Trump sometimes means it and sometimes he's just trolling. I mean, if you can't see Donald Trump's sense of humor, you're missing a really good time. You really are. He's a funny guy. So sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not. I don't like the fact that, you know, America has to decide, was that a funny one or is that a real one? I don't like that. I wish we didn't have to deal with that. Okay, got it. But it's not different when your side does it. It's not. It's not different. That's how you know when somebody is telling you something that you should not buy. If I'm telling you it's different this time, don't listen to me. 99% of the times, it is not different. People are just making an excuse because they want it to be easier for them, their life, or their quest. Easy is never the right road. The right road usually Involves pain and discipline and things that you don't want to face, don't want to admit, don't want to do. That's that's why things are never different. Because for us to truly grow, we have to do the hard things. So Barry wrote in, he said, Glenn, I'm a retired Marine. All those years of my body taking abuse amounted to a lot of aches and pains later in life. But I'm in only two weeks relief factor and in two weeks it has taken away almost all of my pain he says it's the best investment in quality of my life i have ever made wow barry thank you thank you thank you for your service thank you for what you've done to your body for our freedom and thank you for trying relief factor if you are dealing with pain please give relief factor a try it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors and it has four different key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflation that's why it works for so many people because they've instead of like ibuprofen only using one ingredient that goes one direction they're like why don't we just use all four and that's why it works for about 70% of the people. They go on to try it. They order more month after month. Get the trial pack right now, dollar a day, nineteen ninety-five, dollars uh, And it's a three-week quick start. You should see some results within three weeks. If not, it's probably not going to work for you. Relieffactor.com. Try it. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Developed for you to get you out of pain. Relieffactor.com. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Right. Yeah. Whoo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, just an update on my monologue from yesterday at this time, where I told you exactly how I feel about hippies. Shut up. Retire.
and leave the rest of us alone. Okay. You are now also like Biden screaming out of your window to no, get I'm, off the lawn. Oh, no, I'm, I'm willingly <laughs> I'm willingly there. Willingly oh, there. Oh. Uh, anytime you can yell to get hippies off your lawn, <laughs> that's a good thing. Good. All right. So uh, Neil Young. Neil Young is now saying, and I quote Rolling Stone, I want you to let Spotify know immediately today that I want all my music off their platform. They, they can have Joe Rogan or me, Neil Young, but not both. Okay. So here's a guy who since the 1960s has been saying, freedom yeah hey dude i have a right to say these things all right it's art i got a right okay to smoke dope and sleep with dogs and just be just a generally smelly horrible human being okay it's my right now he's saying joe rogan doesn't have a right righteous these hippies shut up the the attitude of that generation was we're not going to listen to the man Man, we're not going to listen to authority figures this is exactly what i said in yesterday's monologue they have become everything they despised they are the man literally in most cases they are the man and neil young has no authority over anyone as far as i know but he's siding with those who do Right. Like he's just lining up with like you either listen to our government and the wonderful things they're trying to do for you or you don't get to talk. That's the hippie attitude of 2022. That's crazy. That's (laughs) That's crazy. It really is amazing. That's that's the documentary that people need to do. Where are they now? Hmm. They were all saying these things. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like Bill and I are like fighting for freedom. Are you? Are you? Or is the little Hillary Clinton, you know, that was the teenage girl getting ready to go into college who was, you know, flower power. Is that little girl deep inside of you locked behind bars going, help me, help me. I'm being trapped by this old lady monster that is everything I said I didn't want to be. Help! That's what's happening. They're all they're all becoming exactly what they despised, exactly what they despised. And here's the problem. Joe Rogan is going to be safe, I think, on Spotify. I think he's going to be safe on Spotify because they paid him $100 million. You don't just walk away from $100 million, okay? They're going to make his life miserable. Joe, we're with you, man. We are with you. I got a flower in my barrel, my gun. I do it. Um, But... If this kind of stuff where artists say Spotify can't play my music, well, that's their main, that's their main dish. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, it's a European company. Yeah. So, I mean, and they get the right amount of pressure. God only knows. All right. Let me tell you about CarShield. Look, if your car is out of warranty, I have, I have a couple of old trucks for the farm and those are my everyday cars and trucks when we're out at the farm you know i take them to the store i take them to pick up food you know for the cows we do everything with them uh and if they go down then i gotta buy a new one and i don't want to buy a new one because these things are we drive them hard and as long as you keep care of them i don't have to keep buying a new one so we have these 10 year old trucks and 
now if they go down, now how much is it going to cost for me to buy a used one, let alone a new one, if I can get it? That's why Car Shield is so important right now. And they have saved me $6,000 a repair, $6,000 on just one of my trucks. <laughs> I wouldn't have made that repair. Car Shield took care of all of it. Don't let a bump in the road hit your plans and your finances. Go get Car Shield now. CarShield.com slash Beck save 10%. CarShield.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck, uh, Glenn Beck program. The New York Times has said COVID and Omicron is now, quote, less deadly than the flu. So why is everyone freaking out? We should be celebrating. We are finally, apparently, at the point to where we can now just live with this thing. Why is everybody getting so draconian in the United States? Well, one thing you will not hear is the other side, the other opinion. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson, uh, he is from Wisconsin. He held a panel yesterday um, and you know, you couldn't get it covered anywhere, anywhere. He had experts come together and just say, okay, here's what we have learned. Here's what we did wrong. Here's what we've done right. And here's what we now know. But that is crazy talk in America. I wanted to get the uh, senator on, Senator Johnson, uh, to talk about it, uh, the uh, panel yesterday and what we found out. Senator, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Glenn. How about yourself? Well, I'm good. I'm good. Yesterday, uh, you had a panel of doctors show up, and no one really covered it. And I want to make sure that the voices are heard. What What exactly did you learn yesterday? Well, I know it's pretty basic. What we learned is our response to the pandemic didn't have to be as insane as it has been. It certainly didn't have to be as divisive. And the real tragedy here is the pandemic did not have to be anywhere near as deadly as it has been. Uh, What we did is we we covered, and and by the way, this was with a panel of eminently qualified experts. I've I've been tapped into this global network uh, really since very early in the pandemic. You know, look, seeking a second opinion which has not been allowed. I mean, you understand the censorship. You understand the vilification mm-hmm. of doctors who have had the courage and compassion to actually treat patients. But I've been advocating for early treatment, uh, held the hearings uh, in November and December of 2020. They were censored. We were called by the New York Times, the snake oil salesman of the Senate. Uh, but the fact is, the fact of the matter is early treatment works. Um, the vaccines, unfortunately, and I was a big supporter of Operation Warp Speed. I'm in no way, shape, or form. Uh, an anti-vaxxer, as, as was none of the people on the panel either, they're not as effective and as safe as we all hoped and prayed they would be. And so we've ignored early treatment um, to our detriment. And, and I personally think probably hundreds of thousands of people needlessly died because we ignored, we not only ignored early treatment, we sabotaged it. And, you know, we, we have not, the other thing we heard, because we talked about hospital treatment, it, it literally has not advanced in two years. A little bit, we're, we're, you know, 
treating people with corticosteroids, which Dr. Corey presented in May of 2020 in front of me in a, in a hearing I held, but were basically under prescribing uh, the, the steroids they use in the hospital. We use remdesivir uh, probably too late in the process. You know, one thing you have to understand about COVID, there are different stages to this disease. Yep. If you want to catch it quick, you know, when it's during the viral replication stage, like we do with every other disease, right? Isn't it always early detection allows for early treatment, produces better outcomes for every other disease except for COVID. I mean, you want to catch cancer in stage one, not stage four. We're, we're not treating COVID till it's stage, you know, in a four. later stage. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is. It's, it is truly crazy that the, the treatment is take some aspirin, call us when it gets worse. Bring yourself to the hospital if it's getting worse. That's insane. That's insane. You're not going to do anything. There's no treatment. And the minute you say, I'm going to treat because the doctors are not allowed to treat you in many cases, uh, when you like, okay, I'm going to try this, this, and this, you're all of a sudden a witch. You know, what Dr. Paul Merrick, uh, and he talked about the hospital treatment. He's been banned from his hospital. He cannot use some of these widely available drugs use his full off-label prescription rights for COVID. He could use those exact same drugs for some other condition off-label, just not COVID. I mean, how insane is that? And we have a cornucopia of drugs. It's not just ivermectin. It's not just hydroxychloroquine. It's budesidine. It's flumoxidine. Which works. Which works. A bunch of things. Both of those work. used at the different stages of the disease. But they're not allowed. They haven't been allowed because of Fauci and Collins and Lewinsky and the legacy media and the big tech giants. What is going on here? This is a this is a scandal. And it's a scandal that has cost hundreds of thousands of people their, their lives. And so all I did yesterday, and I could not believe how fast the five hours went. If, if your listeners want to listen to it, it's, it's available on the Internet. Um, on, on Rumble, it's being, I was going to say it's not on. It's not on any other place other than Rumble. Yes, but uh, I, we barely scratched the surface in five hours of the information that has been withheld from the American public, and people need to understand that our health care agencies have been lying to you. They have not been transparent. They have not been honest, and so the American public is hungering for this information. Senator, which only makes conspiracy theories easier to believe when you can't get information uh, that is that it disagrees with main science. You have to go to the same place to where, you know, hey, let me tell you about this cure. And you can't tell sometimes the difference between things because they've banned anyone from saying anything. And so you don't know what to believe. It's so dangerous. Um, Senator, yesterday they came out and they said you can't use monoclonal antibodies uh, as a treatment anymore. Um, we, it works for Delta, but it doesn't work for Omicron. Uh, I know my wife used and we paid full price for it. Uh, but my wife had COVID. She tried the monoclonal antibodies. Um, it didn't work for her. It worked for a friend of mine who had, I think, Delta the week before. You can't tell which one you have. There's no test for that. Why are they just pulling this treatment now? Uh, well, you know, the, the disease is changing with these different variants. You know, even the, the repurposed drugs that worked well for Alpha 
they had to start increasing doses for Delta. Uh, so what you need is you need doctors practicing medicine. You know, taking, you know, not just relying on the, uh, the overlords in the agencies that don't treat patients. You know, that's what's so insane about this. I, I went to doctors who have had the courage and compassion to actually treat patients. If, I, if I'm going to get a second opinion, I want to get it from doctors who are seeing patients and are treating them. Not people in the ivory towers, not people in their bureaucratic offices, but that's who America has been forced to listen to. That is who has been censoring the, the compassionate doctors. And so in, in addition to the hundreds of thousands of people that are dead today that shouldn't have died, the other enormous cal- casualty in the pandemic has been free speech. And people have to understand how vital free speech is to all of our freedoms, and we're losing it. So what happens next? I mean, how do we correct this? How does science come back around uh, and start to be something that we can trust and can argue with itself without being banned? Are, we, are you seeing any signs of, of things going in the right direction? Well, you know, it, once you lose trust, you know, once you lie to somebody, it's very difficult for you to regain their trust, right? Mm-hmm. So th- this, this, is, this is a real tragedy. If, if, if you, you, know, you want to have confidence, obviously, in the military. The other part of the federal government, I'm not a fan of the federal government, the other part you need to have trust in are these health agencies. We've lost that trust. They've lost their integrity. It's going to be very difficult for them to regain that, the confidence of the American public. And, that, and again, that is a real tragedy. Danger. Pandemic as well. It's a real danger. It's a real danger. Um, is there uh, is there any talk, serious talk, about doing what England has just done with Boris Johnson? They've declared it over. Uh, I, I think all reasonable people uh, on both sides of the aisle, independents, we're all saying, okay, we can live with this now. We can live with this. Stop it. Is there any inkling anywhere in Washington of saying enough is enough? Well, you know, in Wisconsin, when this, our Supreme Court overruled the, the governor in terms of his emergency powers, you know, mid-2020, mid Wisconsin, by and large, we've, we've returned to normal. People are pretty well living normal lives. Now they're being careful. They're not gathering in, you know, tight spaces in, indoor and that type of thing. But no, I, I get a sense, people, except, except in the legacy media, except the big tech giants who have made billions off the pandemic and the, the shutdowns. And the healthcare agencies, that I guess they've, they've enjoyed the control. The Biden administration, they, they've loved the control over your lives. They, they don't want to give it up. I mean, I'm reading today, there's a, there's a new variant. They're going to yeah. continue to try and keep us in the state right. of fear. Right. So people have to understand what's going on. Government, the legacy media, big tech, are, are they, are, they have fomented the state of fear. They want to keep you in it. That is why I'm saying America has to awaken to what is happening and we need a we need a, an awakening and i i hope I, i'm i'm sensing it uh but but we really need to hold these people accountable we need to understand what happened how did they get away with this and, and the the human toll of this response not only in terms of the unnecessary deaths but just the human toll of what's ha- what's happened to our children i know i know these people have to be held accountable and the american people have to come to grips with how, with how they were how they were taken advantage of 
they have to understand that and they have to hold these people accountable. Senator Ron Johnson, uh, thank you very much. Thanks for leading the charge on this. Uh, thanks for allowing other opinions, right or wrong, allowing other opinions and fighting for other opinions to be heard. Thank you. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about my pillow. You're welcome, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, as uh, you almost certainly know by now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. Uh, he did that with me when uh, he introduced me to my pillow. I would have never bought one. I did. I mean, it's just I like pillows that you know have all of their heavy and fluffy and all this stuff. And this has something inside of it. I don't even know what it is that you put your fist through each side and it fluffs up and it 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 doesn't go flat during the night. Uh huh. I wouldn't have believed it. I would have never walked away in the store with it because I would I would have done that and I would have like uh huh. Sure that works. And. It, it, it does. I don't know what the deal is, but it works. And he has all kinds of great products, including the sheets. And for a limited time, his slippers are 50% off if you use the promo code Beck. All day comfort with uh, extra cushing. You're going to love it. Uh, you can embarrass your kids by wearing them anywhere. Really? I almost wore them to the beach on vacation. Anyway, my slippers. Get them now. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Check out the sale. 50% off my slippers. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter the promo code BECK. Make sure you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code BECK, and you're going to save big. 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials. 800-966-3117. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're really glad that you have joined us today. Um, uh, next next hour, um, we're going to talk about biblical prophecies. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, so we so we have that coming up. You're uh, entertained by interesting things. I am. Yeah, I am. They were like, "Hey, the Super Bowl is coming up. Wait a minute, we can talk about biblical prophecies." Yeah, Ooh. we could call. We could, could we actually talk about? Prophecies being fulfilled and, you know, that lead to exciting times. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Mm. So that's coming up. Cool. Next. I think you're going to like it. Uh, it's, it's not a scary episode um, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, I think what we need to do on uh, COVID right now is everybody needs to take a chill pill. Um, of course, I don't know if you can use that. I don't yeah, know if it's not, effective. There's no emergency use authorization for yeah, chill pills. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all need to we all need to relax and know that the media is completely out of touch. And that's not what's happening in our communities. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just it's just not in most parts of the country. It's not in I line. I agree with that. I mean, that's interesting that you say that. I, I was thinking about this a little bit lately in that I think obviously there are crazy examples of these things going on. On both sides, like mm-hmm. there are people, you know, there was someone who was dragging their nine-year-old kid into a, for a protest at a restaurant and making yeah, yeah. him cry. There's yeah, yeah. that on one side. Yeah, the other side, you got, you know, the Karens that are screaming at you for your mask and they all get on YouTube. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's places like New Zealand and Australia that are doing, you know, tr- truly bizarre and crazy things uh, about COVID. But I mean, I don't know. I, 
certainly here in Texas, there's basically nothing. I mean, if you have a a job for a big corporation, like at a restaurant, you may be wearing a mask still, but like it's really rare. I mean, I, I you know, I went into a Whole Foods the other day and I didn't wear a mask. No one said anything to me mm-hmm. in a Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people were wearing masks there. That's about the only place I've seen where I would say most are wearing masks. And again, like, I don't care. They can all wear masks. Half of them are ugly. I don't want to see their faces anyway. <laughs> Keep them on for the rest of your life. Um, it's your so it's your choice. It's your choice. It's just a matter of are you are you ruining my life? I'm so, not getting screamed at by people. It does happen, and especially oh, the yeah. bluer states, the bluer areas you have. But I wonder if we emphasize those crazy people a little no, too much. I think it makes the, you feel like this is happening all over the, the place. The media is those crazy yeah, people. They're they, those they, people. They are yeah. those people. Yeah. And so you're seeing this, but it's really a fight on the media and those leaders in Washington, D.C. and those state leaders. The American people are, by and large, done with it, and they're ready to move on. And the best thing that Joe Biden could do, I mean, you know, you want, us, you want your, your ratings, your poll numbers to be in the 20s. All you have to do is just have Russia invade Ukraine. Okay, that's it. You want to you want to do something good and have them turn around. It's really easy. Do what Boris Johnson did. That's it. Yeah. Just say lift all enough. We're lifting all restrictions. We can live with this now. As the New York Times says, it is now less deadly than the flu. That's that's what a responsible government would do right now. But we just have to learn from our mistakes. And that's why it's important for you to get involved in your local and state level and make sure these emergency laws are changed so this can never happen again. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Built Bar. Uh, If you're the same way I am, you like a good snack throughout the day, but you also want to have something that is not destroying your plans to eat healthy. And I can tell you from personal experience, you want Built Bars. My my wife tried to get me to eat these things for a while, and I always refused because they're healthy. Ick. Mm -mm. But then there was nothing left in the house, and she was gone, and so I tried it. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of uh, protein. I read the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Open it up. It's made with real chocolate. It tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. If you've got, if you're trying to, you know, lose weight, stay healthy, the greatest snack ever is Built. Go to Built.com. Try one of their many, many flavors. Uh, You're going to find a favorite. I already have my favorite. The coconut chocolate is unbelievable. The mint brownie is also unbelievable. Just try them. Try a a full pack of all of the different ones. Find your your favorites. Built.com. 15% off your order if you use Beck 15. Built.com.
the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, my dad always told me, it's not what happens to you in life, it's what you do with it. And he said something to me when I was very small and said it over and over and over again until, you know, you just be like, I got it. He would always say to me, there is no bad. Why are you judging that as something bad? Why can't you find the things that are going to come out of that that are really, really good? And it is really, I mean, it took me a few years. I had to go through alcoholism and everything else to get there. But once you get there and you realize everything happens for a reason and there is no real bad, it's just what we do with it and how we accept it, that your world changes. I want to talk to you uh, about a, a new book that is out by an Israel expert who has written a, a, it's a thriller, but it includes prophecy of the end times. And I want you to hear what he says, because he says we're reading prophecy all wrong and we're missing the point. I think he might be right. We talk to him in 60 seconds. So Annette just uh, wrote in to me and she said, Glenn, I ordered the quick start program from Relief Factor and I was completely underlined capital letters out of pain in a week. I was suffering from knee and foot pain and I have had a lot of trouble walking, but I don't anymore. I've been taking it for months now and I can feel the difference if I miss a dose. Thank you so much. Thank you for Relief Factor. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help reduce the body's inflammation and that is our major source of pain and it has four key ingredients that attack it from four different ways. That's why this, you might think, you know, this is not going to work for me, which I thought. But because it attacks your pain four different directions, it covers most people. 70% of the people try it, go on to order more month after month. Try their three-week quick start just like Annette did. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. You take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner three times a day. You take it for three weeks. If you see any difference, it's going to work for you. If you don't see any difference in three weeks, most likely it's not. You're part of the 30% that it doesn't work. But 70% of the people get their life back. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. I want to... uh I want to bring on the phone the founder and president of Behold Israel. His name is Amir Sufati. Do I have that right, Amir? Almost. Yeah, most wait, people wait, wait. get it let wrong. Try, wait, wait, wait. Let me try it again. Safati. Amir Safati. Correct. Correct. You got it right. <laughs> it only took a second time. Uh, so thank you so much for being on uh, the program. Uh, I have not read your book yet, but I have talked to friends who have, and it is on my list of books to read because they, they have all said to me, you have a, an amazing perspective and a different perspective when you're looking at, um, you know, Bible prophecy and you say, we are the luckiest generation to live since the time of Christ. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I believe that we are not only the luckiest, we are the greatest generation. Now, I know that that term reserved to veterans of World War II for what they did, but I'm talking about being the greatest generation in, in, by ways of looking at what God is doing. Never in the history since the first century, a generation witnessed so many Bible prophecies being fulfilled as our generation is. And, and when, I, when I wrote this book, together with my friend Steve Young, this book is a, a picture of what is going on in the Middle East, but it's also a picture of a, a, the faithfulness of God to His Word and His promises. You know, I, I actually mentioned a drone attack on, on uh, the Burj Khalifa. I mm. mentioned that in my book, and this is the talk right now all over the news. No, from the side of the Houthis, by the way. And the reason why I think that it's important is because the Bible gives us tools to understand the geopolitical situation in the Middle East, but also to understand what is really going on all around the world. See, I'm not surprised by any of those things that are happening now, because I believe in Bible prophecy. I come from a nonprofit organization. I'm not a prophet. I don't know by my own wisdom. I know just by, by looking at what God said, sometimes 2,600 years ago, sometimes 2,000 years ago, but he, it's all written for us not to scare, mm -hmm. but to prepare. Okay, so let me go into you a, a bit, um, because you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were in an orphanage for a while, and then as a teenager, you just became very depressed and wanted to end your own life. What happened? Well, so I, I, I looked at my life and I had no hope in my life. I had, uh, I did not grow up with my own parents. I grew up in foster homes. I was abused in every possible way. I did not see hope in my life. I did not see kindness. I did not see goodness in this world. And then I remember um, I studied together for the final exams in high school with a friend of mine who, whom I found to be a Jew who believes in the Old and the New Testament, a Messianic Jew, a Jewish believer in Yeshua and Jesus. And I started asking questions because, you know, for me, it's very odd. It's very, you know, right. Jews don't believe in Jesus. That's, that's, that's it. And then they started sharing with me, but they did not even share a single verse from the New Testament. Nothing. That was like a taboo. I'm not going there. So I started reading <clears throat> the books of Isaiah and Jeremiah and Micah and, 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 and all of them. And I could not believe that I can see, I mean, literally, I could see everything that the New Testament later on said already there in the Old Testament. And I realized that there, God provided 2,000 years ago for me, not only a way to, uh, uh, to, to have peace with him. I mean, that's one of the names of Jesus is Prince of Peace, Sal Shalom in Hebrew. There is no more war between us and God. There is no more animosity. He broke that. Now there is the gospel of peace because of what he did on the cross, and he paid for my sins. And I'm no longer having that uh, disconnection that Isaiah describes that our sins cause between men and God. It, and that's it. And, and I got kicked out of the house because of that, by the way. I got back home. I said, wow. 
hey, I found the Messiah, Isaiah 53, read the whole chapter. It's all about Jesus. They kicked me out <laughs> because, no. uh, you know, Jews should not do that. Yeah? Right. And so, yeah. You know, it's a, it's amazing because I think that the world is is developing its own religion now, and it is a it is a religion where there is no forgiveness. Um, you know, it's cancel culture. It's all of the stuff that's happening right now. And it is such a, if you will use the term, an anti-Christ uh, message that it, because it offers no peace ever. There mm-hmm. is no forgiveness. There's no forgiveness of others, no forgiveness of the mistakes of the mm-hmm. past that you made or past generations. You're still responsible for them. And it, it I, is causing all kinds of issues right now as we I go away from that. We, we are watching the rise of a of one world religion. It doesn't anymore matter where you're coming for, from. They are telling you always leads to God. And then they're telling you there is no absolute truth. I mean, everything, I mean it's, everything can be true. And, but by doing so, it's exactly what you say. They cancel culture. And don't, it's not just culture. They cancel God's word. They're saying God there's many gods. It's, it's, there's only, not only one. In fact, man has the right to do what God normally does. We will choose who we are. We will choose the sex we have. We will choose this type of uh, family that, uh, you know, will be. We will choose how, to, how we govern. We will choose what blessings should come from hard work and what shouldn't. Look, America, it's funny. America was founded as uh, as an Israeli, I can look at it, and I always saw this God, prosperity, and blessing, and happiness. Mm-hmm. People were happy that they were prospered, but they also saw it as a blessing from God. What we see today is the rise of a new culture that just says there is no God, you shouldn't be happy, you shouldn't be happy, be angry, go out to the street, burn the street, and you shouldn't prosper, because that means you steal from others. And when you when you take all three of them and you cancel them, and that's it. It's America is changing. Not only America, Europe is changing. The world is changing. Even my own country, there's a government of change. That's how they call it. It's progressive, liberal, and it, it, we, are the, we are the weakest we've ever been right now. And mm. it's very terrifying to see. I see what you have in your country reflecting also on ours and on other places, but the new religion leaves Jesus out, and it basically sanctifies men as God and always leads to God, and, and that's it. And I, it's, it's scary. I will tell you that I, I really, it cemented in my mind that this is the new global religion. Uh, when Notre Dame came out and said, we are... Uh, redesigning Notre Dame to have to be a temple for the earth and a temple for social justice. Uh, It was it was very clear that that this is a religion. Exactly. It is a religion. We're look, we're seeing a convergence of three things that are happening in the world. And by the way, that's why Bible prophecy is so relevant, because it predicted all of that. We're watching three things. We're watching the attempt to bring a one-world government, and that's the globalization and the attempt to cancel government. Yes. The Great Reset is not just on government. It's on financials, Mm -hmm. and it's on religion. Exactly. 
And so we're watching all of that happening. And now my question is, okay, what are we doing with it? Because uh, biblically, it has to happen. Not has to happen because it's great, because it's good. It's because God could see it happening. You see, people don't understand that God is above time. It's almost like we watch a parade from a curbside, but God watches it from above. He sees the entire parade. We only see a section at a time. And so whatever we see today is something God saw already. And this is why prophecy is so important, because prophecy is giving us the entire picture of past, present, and future. I remember the two disciples that walked to the, on, on the road to Emmaus in Matthew 25. Jesus just resurrected from the dead. The tomb is empty, and two of his disciples are walking angry, sad, confused, embarrassed. And Jesus joins them and says, what is it that you're talking about that you're so sad? And it's Jesus resurrected. And they tell him all the bad things that happened that weekend. And he called his own disciples, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe that which the prophets have said. Ought not the Messiah to have suffered all of these things? In other words, Jesus said, if you only believe, not just read in the synagogue, if you believed that which the prophets have said, you would have understood that I had to die for you. This is exactly what Isaiah 53 is all about. You would have understood that I am to resurrect because Isaiah predicted my resurrection. You would have understood that that was the price that had to be paid. There is no first coming Messiah to reign and rule over sinful people, and that's it. Let's party. <laughs> Someone <laughs> had to pay the price. Right. For the, your sins. And that is what I see today. People are angry, confused. They are embarrassed, but they fail to see the full picture. God is in full control of okay. everything. Hang on just a second. I want to take a one minute break. We're going to come back. The name of the book, it's a thriller, but it includes a, a, a lot of this and shows you what's coming. Operation Yokton, Operation Yokton, uh, and we'll be back with its author in just a second. So if you want world-class skin care, you want to get a one-of-a-kind base that absorbs easily into your skin to target those under-eye bags, the puffiness, the forehead wrinkles, the laugh lines, the dark circles, and even a sagging jawline. So how do you get that? Well, you get GenuCell. GenuCell has a formulation that a pharmacist put together to deliver scientifically researched ingredients to the areas that you want to look most young. Uh, and with GenuCell's immediate effects, you see results in 12 hours guaranteed. GenuCell promises results that you'll fall in love with every time you look in the mirror or you'll get 100% of your money back, so there's no risk here. Now's the time to give GenuCell a try and see the same life-changing results that millions across the country are seeing. And as part of GenuCell's early Valentine's Day sale, get this done early, uh, get their most popular package for over 60% off right now at GenuCell.com. It's GenuCell.com. If you enter the promo code BEC35, you'll get an extra 35 bucks off. Plus, visit GenuCell.com now and select your complimentary gift at checkout. It's GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. 10, 10 seconds. seconds. Station ID. Amir Safati is the author of Operation Yokton. Uh, and I, I wanted to get into a little bit of what you what you think where we are 
I find it fascinating and true that at the time of Christ, all kinds of prophecies were being filled for fulfilled. And we have seen them in dribs and drabs. Um, but right now, all kinds of stuff are, hap- are happening. And you say we're not only missing them, but we're missing uh, the right way to look at them. And I think we've just done the right way to look at them. It's good stuff is coming. Good stuff is coming. The beginning of a new world. Uh, what are you seeing that is f- being fulfilled so rapidly? Well, first of all, most of Bible prophecy is uh, talking about the area where I'm from in the Middle East. You know, in fact, Bible prophecy is not about nations in, in their relations between themselves. It's about nations and their relations to Israel, the people or the land. So in order to understand fulfillment of Bible prophecy, we have to uh, zoom out of America, mm-hmm. fly all the way to the Middle East, zoom in and look at what is going on there. Now, our generation is seeing fulfillment of Ezekiel in chapter 36 and 37, and we're on the verge of chapter 30. We're watching the rebirth of Israel, which is something no one can explain in in earthly explanation. This is uh, definitely the work of God. Even Israelis don't have a way to explain that. I mean, we're we're a country almost 74 years old, surrounded by enemies all around. Even the Yemenite Houthis are saying today that they're thinking about start sending ballistic missiles towards Israel also. There's always someone around there that wants to destroy us. But God, and that's that's it, but God, God rescued us from the ashes of the Holocaust. He brought us physically to the land, and He revived the land that was dead for 2,000 years. He revived the language that was forgotten for 2,000 years. And He connected the people with the land again, just as He said. And now we're watching... Israel on the verge of another big war, a war that will, and that is exactly what Ezekiel in chapter 38 talks about, a a war that now will be with Rosh, which is Russia, with Gomer and Togama, which is Turkey of today, and Iran, Persia. The Bible told us all about that. And I'm looking at these three world leaders meeting about Syria yet eyeing Israel and our mm-hmm. gas that we just found. It, so, is, it, it is a remarkable thing to see that, if you know uh, what those ancient lands are now today. The first time there's ever been a treaty between the three of them, meetings between the three of them. Absolutely, um, because they hate each other. And you also, hate each other. You also have um, the Ukraine could be working towards God's advantage, because every time there is some big event like a war, like in Ukraine, you will see an influx of Jews into Israel like never before. That's true. You're, you're, you're right. And in fact, the Israelis are now working on, on getting as many Jews from the Ukraine as possible. But the thing is, I want to zoom out even, even, even more to look at the, at the superpowers around the world right now. Because the Middle East has always, always been dominated by some superpower, some empire. And it's no secret that America was our biggest ally uh, over the last 50 years. There's no doubt. But um, there's a huge difference between 45th and 46th right now. And we're watching it. And it also, in a way, plays into Bible prophecy. And why am I saying that? According to the Bible, Jerusalem has to come back to our hands. There's no doubt because Messiah has to come back to the Jewish people, to Jerusalem, 
the Antichrist wants to build a, the temple in Jerusalem and to declare himself as God over the, and now Israel must be back in the land and the temple has to be rebuilt. Okay, so President Trump declared Jerusalem as the capital of Israel like no other president before. He not only did that, he moved the embassy to Jerusalem, and by that he put an end to this charade of where the embassy of the superpower of the world is going to be. Stand by just a second. More on this, the superpowers of the world, and also how Joe Biden and Donald Trump seem to be playing right in to prophecy. We'll continue our conversation here in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. The name of the book is Operation Yokton. You can also follow uh, Amir on his website at BeholdIsrael.org. BeholdIsrael.org. Follow him on Twitter, on Instagram at BeholdIsrael. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, uh, as I promised yesterday, we are going to be talking here in about a half an hour about uh, what's coming financially uh, and what the elites of the world are planning for, and it's going to play in a very important role in your life, and you just need to be prepared for it. Uh, American financing is a way for you to make sure that you are not going to get behind the eight ball with your credit card debt, probably already in double digits uh, on your interest payments for the credit card, uh, but also to make sure that you're paying the lowest possible mortgage. And now is the time. These rates are going up and they're going to go up. Uh, you could skip at least two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. But just by calling American Financing and find out how much money can you guys save me? Can you help me on a new mortgage, a refi, or refinancing my current mortgage? It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. Put yourself, build your house on the rock. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10 bucks. One thing, my good friend uh, Billy Hollowell at Faithwire, to, uh, who brought our guest to my attention, Amir Sufati, uh, he is the founder and president of Behold Israel. He's written a book called Operation Yokton, uh, and we were just talking about uh, the significance of Donald Trump uh, declaring the capital of Israel, Jerusalem, and how that plays. And so does Joe Biden plays a role in the future, you think? Yes, I believe so. But be, uh, let me just say one last thing about President Trump. I because a lot of people tend to ridicule him as, as someone who, who is not, uh, I don't know, intellectual enough or yeah. smart enough for the political world. I think he's by far the most brilliant president I've ever seen sitting in the White House. And I tell you why, from an Israeli perspective, he could see what's going on with Russia right now. He could see that Russia will threaten the energy supply into Europe. And he already worked hard that the Israelis will extract their gas and have a, another alternative gas pipe to Europe. And, and as of yesterday, we learned that the current administration is against that alternative gas pipe. Mm. Now, why, <laughs> we have the East Mediterranean pipe. Mm. 
Germany wanted to have another one with Russia, the Nord Stream 2, which unfortunately the Biden administration uh, agreed to. And now we see that Russia becomes once again the major player in not only what's going on in the Middle East, but even what's going on in Europe. And now I'm moving to the role of uh, President Biden, I believe, because, look, again, I have to remind you that Bible prophecy is about what is going on in the Middle East. In, and, and we see that the only way Russia could pose a threat to Israel together with Iran and Turkey is when there is someone weak in the White House. And what we see today is exactly happening. We see that um, in the White House, there is someone that is no longer seeing Israel as the greatest ally in the Middle East, that is no longer interested in helping um, the, uh, the, the greatest ally that they have in the Middle East. We are seeing that they don't think ahead like 45th did. They don't think ahead. They're just managing crisis one after the other. And now we are at the point where, like, like never before in the last 20 years, Russia is gaining strength and is scaring once again, we're back to the Cold War, where all the countries that were added to NATO after 97 are scared because Russia is demanding all of them to be out of NATO. Any country that was added after 97 should be out. Russia put a paper of demands on the table. And if America is not going to comply, Russia is going to make the move. And everybody knows that they're ready. And so we so what I'm trying to say when there's a when there is a, a strong person in the Oval Office we can see that things are moving in the Middle East in that positive way. And not only that we see that Jerusalem is back, our capital, you know, legitimately uh, also in an international way, but also we see peace between Israel and Gulf states and a warmer relationship between Israel and the Saudi Arabians, which is, by, by the way, prophetically um, uh, prescribed. The Bible says in the same Ezekiel 38 that Sheba and Dedan, which is the biblical name of Saudi and the Gulf state, will actually protest the coming attack of Russia, Iran, and Turkey on Israel. Can you imagine? Wow. Arab Muslim states are protesting the attack on Israel. And this is the work of uh, President Trump. God used him to bring, to reshape the Middle East in ways we've never seen before. And now, at the same time, we're watching this progressive, liberal, demonic at attack on the whole world, changing everything and changing also the, the way the White House is handling itself when it comes to Israel and the Middle East. Everybody saw what happened in Afghanistan. It emboldened every terrorist organization, every regime that, wants, that is, is power-hungry, it emboldened them, and we are watching the result. What we see now in January of 2022 goes back to August of 2021. So let me, and, uh, yeah, let me. I have two questions, and we've got about five minutes. Um, so let me let me ask you this question first. You know, a lot of people say America's not in the uh, biblical prophecy, and I completely, I, I could buy that. Uh, but I have been wondering recently if we're not the great horror of Babylon. We're not the one who sold out everything we believed and just became the whore of the earth. Yeah. Well, look, America is not, you're right, America is not mentioned per se in, 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 
the Bible. But as we just saw without America, God is using every empire, every oh, yeah. superpower around the world. So without America, things that I just talked about could have not happened. Now, I believe that when it comes to mystery Babylon that the, the, uh, the, the book of Revelation refers to, this is more of a system that is now being created in the world that at this point is led by America. But uh, America, I don't have uh, great news about your economy and about your growth. You just in the previous segment talked about that growth, yeah. um, that America will not stay the leader of all of this. For, for, for the rest of uh, the history, we're talking about America now leading it, but then the Europe will take the baton and continue. We are mm-hmm. watching a system. It's a system that is, that is completely ousting God and Christ out of the picture and will be um, uh, indulging on, 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 on r- compliance of people. Yep. It's, it is the great reset, and it's the only way I can describe Absolutely. it. So let me Absolutely. so let me ask a second question. I have I have always looked at um, uh, God's plan, and as you see it unfold, usually after you're like, "Wow, look at the way He was working." Uh, Billy Graham was a friend of mine, and he used to say, uh, "You know what God's doing, nobody knows." And in the end, you'll see his you'll see this mosaic from all over the world, and you'll be like, only God could have done that. Um, But I also feel as though if I were a Jewish person in 1939 and somebody came to me and said, hey, but you know what? By 1947, Israel, I would be like, yeah, but I have to get from there to here or from here to there. That's not fun. How do you keep a positive? How do you keep a positive outlook on the times that we may be facing? Well, you see, I believe that uh, until we, the Lord comes and takes us out of this place, uh, we need to occupy. That's what he said. Until I come, occupy. We, are, we should be, if we believe in him, we should be agents of righteousness. We should fight um, everything that has to do with you know the biblical uh, the biblical aspects of our life, we should never ever settle with things that are not biblical. But we should also remember we should also remember there are things that are to happen. You cannot change it. God sent us like an atta- attachment in an email prophecy in order for us to understand what is going to happen, and because. We know what is going to happen. We're not surprised, and we are getting prepared. We're getting prepared by ways of how we raise our children. We're getting prepared by how we handle ourselves. Look, money is nice. Work is nice. Prosperity is nice. But what about your soul? What about, what about, what about you? Are you ready to meet your Savior? Are you there ready to be out of here when, when he comes to take us? Are you ready to, do you, can you say that you live now life that is ready for him? And that's the question because, you know, we can fight many fights, but the most important fight that I think matters the most is our own life and the way not only we conduct our life, the, the way we conduct the life as a family, and that will project us as a society, as a nation. And I think that 
the more we want to leave God out and the more we fight things that are not of the things of God, the less we find strength and energy to do the things that matters the most. And, and so, uh, look, every Jew who survived the Holocaust, look back and understand that the Holocaust was inevitable. The Holocaust was inevitable because we, we, we were talking about uh, things that progressed and, and, and happened. And, and that was the evil, of, the evil side of mankind that, uh, you know, always, always was there. And by the way, the attempt to destroy Israel has been there from the moment they left Egypt, mm-hmm. all the way until now. And even now, the only country that people wants to destroy and openly say that and vow to do so is Israel. But again, look back and see what God did. Against all odds, we're now one of the strongest nations in the world, one of the strongest economies. We are the fourth country that landed a vehicle on the moon. We are leading in so many things. Why? Because God has the final say. God has the last word. And you can fight against Israel as much as you want. You'll end up fighting against God. And I, 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 always, tell, I always tell people, even when Babylon was allowed to take the Jews to exile, 70 years later, God judged them for it. So don't ever think that, you know, if God is allowing something to happen, he's not going to judge you for the evil intention that you had when you did it. And so this is... We, we need to stand before God every day and, and look at our own life and make sure that we remain agents of righteousness and, and do the things, not in the eyes of the world, but in the eyes of God, do the things that matters the most. And America, America is not going to go back to what it used to be. We all know that. But America is in a great fight right now to at least keep God in the picture to at least remain, you know, a, a country that will continue to, to, to show the light of God around the world. And unfortunately, as I said in the very beginning, what we see now is the elements of progressive liberal mindset trying to get God out of the question, blame you for your prosperity, and even accuse you for not ha- telling you that you don't even have the right to have happiness. Amir Amir Safati, the founder and president of Behold Israel, beholdisrael.org, and on Instagram, Behold Israel. He has written a new fiction book that uh, was written for people who don't normally would pick up a Christian book or whatever. Um, But it it talks about the days in which we're in. Uh, It's called Operation Yokton. Operation Yokton. Amir, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Bye bye. All right. As a conservative person who cares about where my money goes and find doing doing business with companies like uh, Patriot Mobile is a no brainer. I would like to recommend that you do the same. Join Patriot Mobile. Seriously. Sign up. Now. Uh, Make the switch. These big companies are selling your children into slavery. They are selling them into this new Great Reset. I've got some information for you next hour that came out yesterday that is just terrifying if you understand the Great Reset. We've got to start to stand together. So I want you to switch now to a company that stands and is fighting with their own money, the profit that they make, 
They're taking a large percentage of that profit and they are putting it into the fight and they're actually in the fight, not just financially. They believe in the same things you do and they give you great cell service, same cell towers, better, uh, better prices. You could save half on your uh, cell service. There's no reason why you wouldn't do this. In fact, every reason you should. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code Beck and you get free activation. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Switch now. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the uh, program. I want to uh, share with you next hour a piece of news of what the IMF and the World Economic Forum and all the central banks think uh, is a real possibility of what is coming over the horizon. They just did a war game on it, uh, and it is important for you to see it. We have been talking for the last couple of weeks about the Great Reset. It is absolutely vital that you understand what it is. I had no idea that our guest here a few minutes ago even knew about the Great Reset, for him to pretty much come out and say that that is the organization that the Antichrist will come out of is kind of uh, shocking uh, to me. Um, but it is, I mean, it is so, it, it, it contains everything in the Great Reset that you would require if you were, you know, if you were like, Hey, I, uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking for some place to sit down and rest my head, you know, and rule. It, it does have all of that. I, I'm not responding to Satan, okay. if that's what you're asking. <laughs> all right. Um, but uh, it is something that we can uh, stop if we educate ourselves on what it is and we know how. There's a story that came out from the Kellogg chairman. The, the Yes, the serial people. The guy who's like, I don't know if that Tony the Tiger... Cereal box is fun enough. That guy, he has just come out um, and he wrote this. As we enter 2022, I'm energized about the year ahead. One topic I think will continue to grow in importance is the conversation and work driving environmental, social and governance or ESG. It's not just the flavor of the month or a box to check. Consumers and employees and other stakeholders passionately believe in it, and they want to support and work for companies that are just as passionate about making an impact with ESG. Okay, do you know anyone who even really knows what ESG is, let alone a bunch of consumers who are like passionate, like, I gotta get my breakfast cereal from somebody who's really leading <laughs> ESG. I don't know anybody anybody this is how deep this has already gotten and this this whole letter that he wrote is just a message not to the shareholders not to you but the quote stakeholders the government and the financial world saying hey kellogg's is right there with you we're 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 good we're, we're doing esg too invest in us because we're one of the good guys that's exactly what this is. And quite honestly, we have to start making it uncomfortable for these companies to at least come out and say, yeah, we think it's great. 
Hey, isn't that what Tony the Tiger says? ESG, it's not great! The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the last hour of the broadcast and podcast. My name is Glenn Beck, and this hour we're going to talk a little bit about what is coming financially, not just according to me because I really don't have any idea, but Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, also the IMF. They are preparing for something, so should you be preparing? My grandfather always told me the people who survived the Depression were the people that had money when the Depression began. Uh, if you were over leveraged, you were screwed. And he also taught me the rich usually know something that the rest of us don't, and they prepare. They are preparing. Let me see if I can help you prepare in 60 seconds. Of all the different types of cybercrime and ransomware that has emerged at the uh, in the last couple of years, they are the top threat in terms of number of attacks, number of thieves in action, and the amount of money that they can make is off the charts. Ransomware is now considered an industry, a vast interconnected network of cyber gangs and technological systems, all, for, uh, all focused on extorting money from companies and individuals. Uh, basically, they're a lot like the government and the IRS, but that's a, a different. Anyway, if you want to make sure that somebody is watching your back, because believe me, the government ain't, you can protect your identity uh, and from identity theft and threats. Nobody can guarantee the security because it's the Wild West out there. But LifeLock is the best. LifeLock by Norton. I want you to consider joining now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code back. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Just go to LifeLock.com. Read all about it. You'll understand. That's why I have LifeLock. They are the best in the business. And if anything goes wrong, they help you clean it up. Use the promo code back for 25% off now at LifeLock.com. All right, let me just talk to you quickly about some of the things that are going on uh, right now. You are seeing the Dow down another almost 400 points uh, today. We are are looking at a problem with growth, uh, a problem of credibility, and also, you know who else is having a tubing stock market right now? Russia. Russia's stock market has tanked because the Russian people believe they're going in for war. If there's a war, that is never good for people, especially long run. 
Let me give you a couple of other stories here before I explain a few things. Fluctuations in the prices of building supplies are now con- uh, are now complicating the price of new homes. The price of key building material is more unpredictable today. Today, this is this is written today. This is not uh, from two years ago. The cost of building materials is more unpredictable today than it has been since the end of World War II. This should worry home buyers and renters alike. A recent analysis from the National Association of Home Builders examined the recent uptick in the cost of building materials, which climbed again 1.5% in December. Uh, the overall increase driven largely by the, lar- the, by the rising cost of lumber. The price of softwood lumber has increased nearly 45% since September. We're back at the same thing. I'm trying to build a little uh, art desk. I have waited two months now for plywood. Plywood. I, 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 I keep calling. Uh, no, I'm Mr. Beck. I, I got it. I got it. You want the plywood. I got it. it it's <laughs> scheduled to come in next month. And I keep saying, this is ridiculous. It's plywood. It's not even good wood. It's plywood. Please let me give you money. Yeah. How, I feel like I have that conversation with all people time. all the time now. It's yep. like, please. Uh, yes. We have this, uh, we had the, for the Texas freeze that happened last year. Yeah. We had a you know, water pipe break and mm-hmm. it ruined our whole first floor. And there's this one like faucet yeah. that is just, we need. And it's been on order for a year. Forever. A year. A full year. Yeah. I've Stu. I'm looking for, you know, vents uh, like I and my children have fallen into our vents on our floor okay? <laughs> because you can't get the vents. You didn't go and through so the floor, did you? Because that's 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 a, uh, no, a moment but, in a man's life where you, uh, when you break through the floor, no, you realize you've had too many. Tim uh, was there and mm-hmm. he actually stepped right where the vent was supposed to be. It wasn't looking. And he went all the way down to his crotch. Ah, oh, that hurt. That hurt. You don't want that. I mean, it, it was bad. It was bad. And mm. we <laughs> no more grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's wait a minute. Uh, uh, it, it, I mean, it, we just can't get them. Yeah. We can't get them. It's insanity. OK, so now they're saying, remember, price of lumber was bad. Then it got OK. And now it's up 45 percent since September again. So you have prices going through the roof. Uh, you also have uh, Goldman Sachs chief economist saying it's going to be difficult to sustain wage gains of 5% or 6% without causing meaningful high inflation. What has this president been saying? What do you have to do? What a business you want to get people to work? What do businesses do? What's his solution? Pay them more. Guess you have to pay more. Here's the problem with this. It is another it's another accelerator or another log on the fire of inflation. As your wages go up, then there's even more money in the system again, chasing the few goods. And so prices keep going up and it's called an inflation spiral. So what do you do? You have to give a wage increase, which then causes prices to go up, which then causes wages to go up, which then causes prices to go up. And you get into this never ending spiral. When Joe Biden said yesterday that he's not changing anything, his course is right. He is on the wrong course. And I believe it is intentional. If you see what the banks are talking about. I just saw a poll today. 
the poll today uh, that came out, the American people care about the economy. They care. What was it, Stu? They care about the economy. They care about jobs. They care about COVID. What were the others? Uh, do you remember? I don't have the whole list in front um, of me, but those are the top ones. Okay, so there, there was there was no mention of global warming, no mention of social justice, and no mention of governance and equity. No mention. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay, that's a luxury problem to have, and Americans are running out of luxury. So now the banks have come out. This is a story that just came out yesterday. The banking strategies, environment, environmental, social and governance issues are becoming increasingly hot topics within the banking industry as institutions adjust their strategies and practices to have more positive ESG outcomes. As part of a highly regulated industry, banks have long addressed governance issues. In recent years, they've increasingly focused on social issues in response to the Community Reinvestment Act. Notice it's not because they care. It's because of the Community Reinvestment Act, putting particular emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now banks are turning their attention to the E in ESG environmental as they begin to understand their role in becoming carbon neutral as they begin to understand their role in environmental uh, considerations that are a risk within their lending and investment portfolios so why is this a risk this is a risk because if you have everybody who is an elite and all of these banks saying to somebody who has a big carbon footprint or doesn't agree with social justice or doesn't agree with, you know, you have to tell me who I will have on my board. If you disagree with those things, then you have a bad ESG score. Let me give you another example. If Joe Rogan hadn't been paid $100 million for five years of podcasts by um, uh, Spotify, He'd be gone today. He'd be gone. If he was making $5 million a year, he would be gone today. But he's making $20 million a year, which means that company is on the hook for $100 million over the next five years. I can guarantee you uh, Joe Rogan is smart enough to hire really good attorneys to make sure that's a no-cut deal. You don't leave your open podcast where you're making all kinds of money to go to a company that puts you behind a paywall. So your influence in some ways decreases or you have a chance of that if you're behind a paywall and go to with go with a company that, you know, already is pretty woke and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be fine. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, don't worry about the five years. So they have to pay that hundred million dollars. Now. What just happened last night? Who's the hippie? Uh, Neil Young. Oh, I hate this guy. So Neil Young, who's been screaming about, you know, freedom, smoke dope, speak out against the man, has just become the man. Yesterday, he came out and said, I want Spotify to drop all of my music, which is going to be heartbreaking for so, so many. Um, they can't play any Neil Young song. That is not the point of what he did. What he did was, I am sending a message to all of my other friends in the music industry. Me doing this doesn't mean anything. 
But if you decide to follow an unwritten ESG program and say, I will not do business with Spotify either until they get rid of Joe Rogan, then the company has to decide. And I can guarantee you they will decide over many artists instead of one. This is the way the left works. And this is the way ESG is working, except it's going just to be organized. It's just codified. And it's being codified right now in our banking uh, situation. And you have another company. I just talked about this a minute ago. Another company in Battle Creek, Michigan, the Kellogg's company, you know, the cereal people. When I sit down to a bowl of cereal, I think, I wonder what their carbon footprint is. And do they have enough women? And, uh, and do they have anyone transgender on their board? <laughs> because it doesn't make my Lucky Charms taste as good. I think it's healthier for me to eat this frosted flake bowl of cereal if they have a good ESG score. They came out yesterday, and the only reason why they're doing it is all of these companies are doing it. They are all saying, we're in, we're in, don't leave us behind, because the world is changing. And it's changing to an ESG score. And I'm going to tell you right now, stop doing business with anyone who is on the ESG bandwagon, if at all possible. Stop doing business and tell them. Kellogg's should be right now if we actually cared about things and we knew what we were facing people all over this country would say I'm going to call Kellogg's today and I'm never going to buy a box of cereal from Kellogg's ever again period even if I have to eat the actual grape nuts and I don't mean the grape nuts in the box I mean I'm going to go actually eat the pine cones off the tree it's going to take millions of people to do it. But we are capable if we know what it really is. The same thing with your banks. Have you taken your bank and moved your bank account to a local bank yet? If not, why? These are the easy things to do. And if you're not willing to do the easy things now, you are not going to be prepared to do the hard things that may come later. You have to take the easy steps first. Are you, doing, are you doing business with MasterCard? Do you have a MasterCard? Cancel it today. They are one of the leaders of ESG. Cancel it and tell them why you're canceling it. These are really, really important things. If you can't cancel it because you owe the money, you call them and say, hey, by the way, I owe you money, but you're not going to see another dime from me except what I owe you. And I'm going to pay you. But the minute we're done, I'm cutting my credit card up today. You'll never see another dime from me. Now, I want to show you, you know, I'm telling you here about inflation and they, all the experts, the ones who are, we are listening to again, the experts that are on TV telling us exactly what's coming and not to worry. Those same experts were the ones that told us inflation wouldn't happen to be transitory. Now they say, oops, that was a mistake. You think? All these people that are wrong over and over and over and over again, 
we don't hold responsible because the media doesn't hold them responsible. The media should go, you know what? You were on my show a couple of times for like two years and you kept saying, oh, that's ridiculous. Doesn't look like it's ridiculous. I don't think I'm going to book you again. They don't do that. So we just keep listening to the same experts. Stop it. Stop it. You're smart enough to figure it out. Let me show you what the experts are doing behind your back, what they're actually planning for in 60 seconds. Inflation can slowly bleed us all dry. And that is not hyperbole. The you'll read in the Great Reset what they plan to do with the U.S. dollar. And I am telling you, they are all the experts are saying we'll still be the world's reserve currency. There's not a chance in hell. There is not a chance in hell. We retain that the minute that goes. We're Venezuela. So are you prepared? I want you to call gold line now. It's a silver lining, actually a silver and gold lining. You can get uh, uh, you can get gold now at a pretty reasonable price. Experts are saying gold's going to be three thousand dollars an ounce by the end of this year. I don't know if it is. Uh, I hope not, because if it is, that means we're in deep, deep trouble. A um, hundred dollars an ounce. They're saying silver could go up. That's ten times uh, what it's worth now. Um, please, no, please. But all I know, I can't tell you about the prices. All I know is. The real reset, the one that resets the world after the madness ends, will come and it will always reset to gold or silver. I want you to call right now and and for every Maple Flex bar, those are the silver bars from Canada that we help design. Um, you will also receive one of the famous silver mind your own business bars for free. Mind your own business was which is we didn't have God in God. We trust on our money. Back in the colonial days, it said, mind your business. I love that. Buy one, get one on the best two silver assets created. It is 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. Stu. Would you agree with me that we are um, headed towards times where the financial markets could see havoc? <laughs> headed toward them? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes I mean, sir. just I'm just I just want to mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that uh, it, we could he- we could head towards a time pretty quickly where the financial markets all around the world are crashing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Clearly. I'm going to give you a story. I'm going to read it to you verbatim from Reuters. Uh, this came out January 25th. Israel on Thursday led a 10 country simula- simulation of a major cyber attack on global financial systems in an attempt to increase cooperation that could help it minimize any potential damage to financial markets and banks. So they got together. The IMF did mm-hmm. our good, good friends. The IMF got together and they are they brought all the central banks, all of the big, big players, including government officials from all over the world and said, "Okay, let's just say that there is a financial crash and part of it is a cyber attack. Okay, Okay. what do we do? 
The simulated war game, as Israel's finance ministry called it and planned over the past year, evolve over 10 days with sensitive data emerging on the dark web. The simulation also used fake news reports that in the scenario caused chaos in the global markets and a run on the banks. So now you not only have a cyber attack, but you have what they deemed as fake news that caused a run on the banks and chaos in global financial markets. Now I can tell you right now that if we started seeing massive disruption, I would be telling you right now, and I am telling you right now, <laughs> take your money out of these big banks, put them in local banks where the money stays local. Make sure you have some cash on hand, et cetera, et cetera, because bank holidays are going to come. I'm telling you that now. If this scenario starts to play out, you will not hear my voice. I guarantee it. You will not hear my voice. And I will be banned and deemed somebody that's very, very dangerous for the global financial market. I am doing fake news and I'm misleading people and everything else. It's why you need to know what is coming. It's why you need to buy the book, The Great Reset. Please know it. You have to have a hard copy of it as well. Because it's the only book literally in the world that explains all of the news that you're reading. It explains everything that you're seeing. Go to glensnewbook.com, order it. Kindle version you can get right now. Please get the Kindle version and start reading it. Time is of the essence. More on this simulation next. The Glenn Back Program. Buying and selling a house is really hard. Believe me, I've done it a ton of times, and I have never made a dime on my house, ever. Really? Ever. Not, not once. Not once. Not once. But I always buy at the top of the market and sell at the bottom. Always. Insane. Uh-huh. Because I lose my job. You know, this is the way it used to be. I would lose my job, and then I'd move. Because I had to start another job, and I lost my job because the economy sucked. Right. This is the life of a radio right. person. Actually, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, even when I lived, I moved to New York. I, when did I sell my house? 2008? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Anyway, um, you need a really good real estate agent. Uh, the name says it all on my company called realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people that we have found to have the best practices in your area. We have done a lot of research and continue to keep in touch with these people. And day to day, we track them to see what's going on. So you get the best person to represent you on buying and selling a house, whether you're doing it across the street or across the country. We'll find the right people for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And head to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. From behind my cardboard microphone. Uh, hello, my friends. Welcome. Glad you're here. I want to continue to talk to you about what happened. Um that was was reported by reuters january 25th and just a few weeks ago um on on a war game that happened in israel israel 
um, the story says, on Thursday led a 10-country simulation of a major cyber attack on the global financial system in an attempt to increase cooperation that could help minimize any potential damage to the financial markets and the banks. By the way, I believe we are issuing a FOIA request because 10 years ago, the uh, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury uh, made top secret the meetings that I know happened because I had friends in the room uh, and the strong arm tactics that the Fed and Treasury used to get every bank to take TARP. It had been deemed uh, sensitive and secret and could not be revealed for 10 years. Well, we are now 10 years away from that being sealed. And I'd like to see those documents. Uh, anyway, so they're looking for increased cooperation. All right. So they did this war game. It was a 10 day thing. Uh, and they had everybody who was anybody there. It, uh, they the simulation the the war that they were fighting the financial war they were fighting was quote likely caused by what officials called sophisticated players now who would that be that would be china that would be russia let's say russia decides to go in and take ukraine and then the united states says well we in the west we are going to cripple you financially a sophisticated player Someone who might have a whole system set up to do cyber warfare, because I believe it was Putin who said the next world war will be fought with ones and zeros. That sophisticated player could then attack the financial system of the West. This is what they're talking about. So. Uh, they said sophisticated players featured several types of attack that impacted global foreign exchange and bond markets, liquidity, and the integrity of data and transactions between importers and exporters. These events, quoting, were creating havoc in the financial markets, said the narrator of the film to the participants as part of the simulation as seen by Reuters. Israeli government officials said such threats are possible in the wake of many high-profile cyber attacks on large companies and that the only way to contain any damage is through global cooperation since current cybersecurity is not strong enough. Attackers are 10 steps ahead of the defender, said the Israel's finance ministry. Participants there at the war game uh, called uh, called for collective strength. They included treasury officials from Israel, the United States, the United Kingdom, United Arab Emirates, Austria, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Thailand, as well as members of the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, and Bank of International Settlements. So you don't have a lot of influential people there. It sounds like the entire Western world. The narrator of the film in the simulation said governments were under pressure to clarify the impact of the attack, which was paralyzing the global financial system. So in the war game, the governments of the world are not telling people what the nature or impact of this really is. Uh, the banks, quoting the film, the banks are appealing for emergency liquidity assistance in a multitude of currencies. 
So the bank all over the world, all the banks are saying, you've got to print more money and give it to us. They say they they're going to need this liquidity to put halt to the chaos as counterparties withdraw their funds and limit access to liquidity, leaving the banks in disarray and ruin. This is something that changed after 2008. You can't pull your money. If the bank is in trouble, they can wipe your bank account out to zero. You are the lender of last resort. Your savings and checking account, they now have legal uh, right to wipe your bank and savings and everything else out to pay their bills. So think about how happy everybody's going to be if this happens and they find that out. Wait a minute. I don't. What do you mean? What do you mean? Don't worry. The FDIC is going to give you all your money. Oh, okay. The participants discussed, listen to this, multilateral policies to respond to the crises, including a coordinated bank holiday. That means a bank holiday closed for three days, five days, a week, two weeks, everywhere on earth. Debt repayment grace periods, swap repro agreements, and listen to this, coordinated delinking from major currencies. Let's see, major currencies, major currencies. What would a major currency be? You think the probably... What's the currency of uh, Monaco? Yeah, probably, probably that, that one. one. And maybe Canada. Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe. What's Madagascar's currency? Right. Maybe it could be that one. And coordinated delinking from major currencies. I am telling you right now that is code for dumping the dollar. Coordinated uh, orderly exit of the dollar. The head of Israel's financial cyber engagements said international collaboration between finance ministries and international organizations is key for the resilience of the financial ecosystem. This is part of the Great Reset. Now, the same kind of group of people, you know, obviously different, but they included uh, our Treasury Department and our Fed and the central banks all around the world and people like the IMF. So a lot of the same people were at a war game back in 2019 in September called Event 201. Now, I am not saying anything came out of that. Nothing was coordinated, nothing else, just super, super lucky that they had a war game on a coronavirus outbreak and they war gamed what should happen. And they came up with, we have to have international coordination and all of our nations need to work together and we have to close everything down. The exact playbook that we have been playing on was, was handed to the president by the federal reserve from that war game, you can find all the information. You can watch it, Bill. I mean, they're not ashamed of it. They have it all on videotape, and you can watch it on YouTube. Event, I think it's Event 201. And I am not claiming it was a conspiracy where they planned this. They just planned a reaction in case it happens. And lo and behold, it happened. Here, they're just now war gaming. What happens if the financial markets bust? Well, this is their plan. 
I don't like their plan. And they're not sharing their plan truly with all of us. And where does that leave all of us? See, this is the problem. The elites are designing the world. And they're not telling us. There are very good reasons to redesign the world. Because it is going to change. And there's a lot of pain coming. But it really makes me angry that no one will talk to us about it. Excuse me, but we were the ones who you're supposed to represent. We're the ones that bought your product and built your company by buying it. We're the ones that voted for you. And in far too many cases, you're not the person that got to your position because of any of us. We don't even know who you are. How dare you plan my life? When all of this hits the fan and I am concerned and I, I'm always wrong on timing, always wrong on timing. And that's a good thing because it always takes years for these things to happen. Uh, and I always feel the hot breath of it's about to happen. And it never does. It, it happens, but it's usually years down the road. Um, so I don't know when this is going to happen, but I will tell you, if you actually believed the things that those who believe in ESG, those who believe in things like this, if you know you're going to reset the system, when you start to see things like a war, when you start to see things like the economies starting to collapse around the world and have real problem, it would be at least if I believed these things and I were part of that group and I knew how hard it was going to be to pull off, I would say, you know, right now the United States is not awake. Right now the United States Congress and Senate is in the hands of friendlies and so is the White House. If this is going to happen anyway, if things are getting bad now, why not just kind of push it along a little bit and let's just do it because come on guys, we're ready. Are we all ready? Let's just do it. Now I'm a risk taker. So that would be my advice. If I believed in this stuff and wanted it to happen, that would be my advice. Uh, usually cooler heads prevail and they're like, uh, no, 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 let's, let's, let's slow down. Um, but who knows? What I do know is you need to know what the Great Reset is. You need to know what ESG is, and you're seeing it everywhere now. You were not seeing this six months ago. People thought we were crazy. I have a friend who does mortgages for a living, and he said, Glenn, I've been hearing you talk about ESGs, and I'm seeing it pop up everywhere with the banks. And he said, I have not understood why they think this is so important until I read your book. Now I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that explains everything they're doing. Please get the book, The Great Reset, Joe Biden and 21st Century Fascism. It's available wherever books are sold. By the way... If you are a local printer, I want to put my money into local printers. If you can print at least 5,000 copies of this book and you can hit our standards, please let us know if you're somebody local that could deliver on this. We need all of the printing presses we can find to get these copies out. 
uh, because of the supply chain disruption, you just write to us at print at glenbeck.com. Printers. Print at glenbeck.com. American Financing is our sponsor. Um, the interest rates are going to go up. Now, I will tell you with what's happening in the stock market, this is a reason why the Fed will look at this and say, we cannot turn off the spigots and we cannot raise interest rates because things are already getting dicey and we haven't done anything yet. But they are promising at least three, uh, three hits of interest rates. That would um, increase the, the, your mortgage increase your credit card interest and it could be devastating to many many families please i would like you to look into refining your mortgage or getting a consolidation loan or if you're getting a new mortgage get the one that locks in the lowest possible rate right now and the clock is ticking please do the responsible thing and call american financing 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org this is the glenn back program So let me give you some good news. I'd actually like to get this guy on the air. I, I love the way he's thinking. Grocery stores all across the country, like a grocery st- uh, short store chain in Pennsylvania, Carnes Foods, is grappling with rising prices and a rotating cast, uh, cast of supply chain shortages. The lack of control has been tough to swallow for Scott Carnes, the 10 store company's chief executive. We order 2,000 cases, but maybe we get 1,200. It's very frustrating for our customers. And when we have to explain to them why they can't get exactly the flavors or the sizes they want. The company is managing as best it can to combat the price increases. The stores are now stockpiling their aisles with more private label products, which offer lower price points. To deal with supply shortages, managers are buying surplus quantities of items like toilet paper and pasta sauce when they get it. Um, Karn said, now listen to this, Karn said the company is also trying to source more products locally, including pork, which used to come from a Midwest supplier and now comes from an in-state one. In May, the grocer will begin sourcing around two-thirds of its beef supply from a, a handful of local farms that will exclusively supply Karn stores. This is great news. And it can't happen fast enough and big enough on all things. If you want to survive, you must start doing local business. And local businesses must stop relying on these big national brands when they can. Buy local. Think local. I mean, I don't know why when I... (laughs) What? Uh, it's like a, an old school left wing environmental slogan. It is. By think locally. What was it? No, think, think think globally. globally act act locally. locally. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what they used to say all the time. Right. And it's and it's right. It's well, you know, they were right about a lot of things. Our freedoms are being taken away. They were right about our 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 government is in bed with corporations. Uh, they were right about that. They don't believe that anymore. They don't believe in the no. Bill of Rights anymore, the only, freedom of speech. The only big company they, they like now is Pfizer. Pfizer. That's it. <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> I hate pharmaceutical companies. I mean, except for Pfizer. You got the shot, right? I mean, <laughs> Pfizer is great. It's so weird. It is so weird. How these things change over time. But you're right. I mean, like, you look, everyone likes to support someone they can know and have a relationship with and, and that's nearby and in their community and loves their community. I mean, I love supporting people like that. So those are the people that we're going to need desperately are the people, our neighbors, our friends, and the people that do business locally that have been having a hard time getting into the national because they can't do scale. Well, your local town doesn't need scale. Okay? These supermarkets in your local town, ask them, go to the ranchers. Can you start buying your meat from local ranches around here? It has to be done.